Esther chapter 8. On that day, King Ahasuerus gave the house of Haman, the Jews' enemy, to Esther the queen. Mordecai came before the king, for Esther had told what he was to her. The king took off his ring, which he had taken from Haman, and gave it to Mordecai. Esther set Mordecai over the house of Haman. Esther spoke yet again before the king and fell down at his feet and begged him with tears to put away the mischief of Haman the Agagite and his plan that he had planned against the Jews. Then the king held out to Esther the golden scepter. So Esther arose and stood before the king. She said, If it pleases the king, and if I have found favour in his sight, and the thing seems right to the king, and I am pleasing in his eyes, let it be written to reverse the letters devised by Haman, the son of Hamadatha the Agagite, which he wrote to destroy the Jews who are in the king's provinces. For how can I endure to see the evil that would come to my people? How can I endure to see the destruction of my relatives? Then King Ahasuerus said to Esther the queen and to Mordecai the Jew, See, I have given Esther the house of Haman, and they have hanged him on the gallows because he laid his hand on the Jews. Write also to the Jews as it pleases you in the king's name, and seal it with the king's ring, for the writing which is written in the king's name and sealed with the king's ring may not be reversed by any man. Then the king's scribes were called at that time in the third month, which is the month of Sivan, on the twenty-third day of the month, and it was written according to all that Mordecai commanded to the Jews and to the local governors, and the governors and princes of the provinces which are from India to Ethiopia, 127 provinces, to every province according to its writing, and to every people in their language, and to the Jews in their writing and in their language. He wrote in the name of King Ahasuerus, and sealed it with the king's ring, and sent letters by courier on horseback, riding on royal horses that were bred from swift steeds. In those letters the king granted the Jews who were in every city to gather themselves together and to defend their life, to destroy, to kill, and to cause to perish all the power of the people and province that would assault them, their little ones and women, and to plunder their possessions. On one day, in all the provinces of King Ahasuerus, on the thirteenth day of the twelfth month, which is the month of Adar. A copy of the letter that the decree should be given out in every province was published to all the peoples, that the Jews should be ready for that day to avenge themselves on their enemies. So the couriers who rode on royal horses went out, hastened and pressed on by the king's commandment. The decree was given out in the citadel of Susa. Mordecai went out from the presence of the king in royal clothing of blue and white, and with a great crown of gold, and with a robe of fine linen and purple. And the city of Susa shouted and was glad. The Jews had light, gladness, joy, and honour, in every province and in every city, wherever the king's commandment and his decree came, the Jews had gladness, joy, a feast, and a good day. Many from among the peoples of the land became Jews, for the fear of the Jews had fallen on them. So when, um, in the last chapter, Haman was killed on the gallows that he had made for Mordecai, and um, we read... Um, I, I mentioned a, a proverb, but I didn't quote it. I'll quote it for you now. Proverbs 11.6. It says, The righteousness of the upright delivers them, but the treacherous are trapped by their own desires. Well, that's what happened to Haman. He had his own plans and his own desires, but it ended up being his own downfall. And that's uh, something that's true in general and certainly true in eternity. So, um, 
you know, the Proverbs in general are wisdom for this life, and they're true in most circumstances, but they're always exceptions. But the Proverbs are true in eternity. So you've got, you know, the righteous, those who love the Lord, they are delivered in eternity. And the, the evil, they're trapped by their desires in eternity. But even in this life, it still happens a great deal, as happened with Haman. So after Haman was killed, Esther was given the estate of Haman, which she gave to Mordecai to manage for her. And Mordecai was also given the role of prime minister. The third time in the Bible that a Jew became a prime minister. So Joseph became prime minister of all Egypt. Daniel became prime minister of Babylon. And here Mordecai becomes the prime minister of the Persian Empire. And um, then they're left with a problem. So, you know, the story's turning out great for them. But we're still, there's still a big problem, and that is that there's been a day declared where all the Jews can be annihilated. You know, there's been a planned genocide. And that day was the 13th day of the 12th month, the month of Adar. And um, so in the, the way that things worked in the Persian Empire, where when the king made a decree, it was like a permanent thing. You couldn't change your mind and say, oops, I made a mistake. And we, you'll see that in the book of Daniel as well in chapter 6, where Daniel gets thrown into the lion's den because the king couldn't reverse his decree. So Daniel had to be thrown into the lion's. He knew it was a mistake, but he couldn't stop it. So here, there's been this planned genocide. It's a mistake. The king can't stop that. But he says to Esther and to Mordecai, you figure something out. <laughs> you know, that's my terminology. But basically, they, they issued another decree that allowed the Jews to fight back and to destroy their enemies and take their possessions. So the whole thing was there was this planned genocide where everyone could attack the Jews. And in a case like that, let's say an empire-wide, you imagine, you know, this is so horrible to imagine, but you imagine a government like the Australian government announcing that a certain race of people in our country, you know, like imagine a certain, coming from a certain country, you know, they spread right through the land that on that day, you're allowed to attack them and kill them and take their property. Well, you imagine in, in an a, in a average town, there might be a few hundred of them. Let's say in a town of 50,000 people, there's a few hundred of those people. Um, well, you know, that's, everyone's going to be, be interested in taking them out to get their stuff. So it's a terrible, terrible thing. But now there's a decree issued. And you've got to remember that now the prime minister of this entire empire is what? A Jew. <laughs> so all the people know, all right, there's a new decree being issued that the Jews are now allowed to attack their enemies and take their stuff. So now they realize, oh, something else is going on here. And now they realize the prime minister is a Jew and has the backing of the king. And you start to think, hmm, I don't think trying to attack the Jews is a smart idea after all. So they start to realize this is not so good. And um, as we're going to find out in the next chapter, there are still people who try to attack the Jews. And we're going to find out how it all turns out for them. But in this chapter, what we've got here is Haman, uh, not Haman, Mordecai and Esther have come up with a solution. And the Lord has allowed it to be all put in place. And so the new decree is written and the circumstances are now in a completely different light and a completely different context. And this is always the way with the Lord. The Lord seems to let us get into trouble because he has this way of flipping the trouble and turning it into a blessing for us. And um, <laughs> so it's like the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, what looked like a terrible disaster turned out to be the best thing of all for all of us. And I am convinced that one day, even, 
even the original sin, Adam and Eve, you know, plunging all of humanity into this terrible tragedy, even one day we will look upon that and realize the Lord turned the worst tragedy of all into the greatest blessing of all. Somehow, I don't know how that's going to happen. And the, the tragedy of sin is, is so unimaginably bad. I mean, you think of all the sorrow in the world, all the pain, all the death, all the suffering, all because of sin entering into the world. And yet somehow, in all eternity, the Lord's going to turn that all into a wonderful thing as only he knows how. He is the Lord and <laughs> he is greatly to be praised. Father, we thank you for the way that you reverse situations around. We thank you for chapter eight right here where, Lord, a decree was issued that was able to, to change completely the context of that first decree. I thank you, Lord, that you put people like Mordecai on the throne second in charge. And I thank you today in the world, Lord, you put good people in good places too. And I ask that you raise up your people, put them in the right place. Lord, raise up good pastors and good church leaders. Father, raise up good Christian politicians like William Wilberforce and like Mordecai. Lord, I pray that we'd have good Christians in politics, good Christians in the legal and the justice systems, good Christians in education. Lord, have your people be strong in faith and in their position, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.